any more ice left. I was gonna. I had my ice dinging cup too, and I. You haven't clanked some ice in a while. I know, because I've been drinking beers. Oh. Oh well. Yeah. Now I'm back to my whiskey and Coke Zero, which I learned from Jeff. Whiskey and Coke Zero. Jeff calls me an alcoholic. I'm gonna say you trained me. I don't drink that much anymore. I really don't. Um, just because it's sad if I drink home alone and I don't want someone to find my body like four days later. <laughs> See, mine's not so much that, but I had to dial back because I'm like, I'm going to go out after quarantine is over and it's going to cost yeah. so much to get drunk in a bar with how the way I pour drinks. You're like, <laughs> I said, give me the bottle. Yeah, I have I to was, pack off. <laughs> I, was, I was watching a bartender. She made a video and that's exactly what she did. She was like, you guys right now at home are pouring like this. Glug, 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 glug. When you go to a bar, yeah. you pour like this. One, two, three. Click. And it's like a single yep. shot versus like half a glass of alcohol. I'm telling you. They're going to serve me a drink and I'm going to send it back. Go, excuse me, I ordered alcohol in this. Yeah. <laughs> like, I said good day, sir. Oh, or the, or the drink day, is going to cost you $67. One of the two. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's why you just drink beer. Then it, it's all alcohol. Is, is this, is our podcast just evolving into us talking about alcohol? Well, what else bit. is there to do during quarantine? Well, and I, I've I've resigned myself to only drinking on the weekends and during this podcast. So I got to give myself something. <laughs> Just the weekends and the podcast and my D and D game, and then You're when like, I'm with people, uh, eventually the podcast no, is going to be like thirteen I hours stopped, of recording. <laughs> I stopped at the D and D game because, as I quote, my players have told me, I get a little ridiculous when I drink too much during the D and D game. Oh. Yeah, because D and D is not ridiculous. You old hag. <laughs> I mean, my you dog. walk in, you walk into the courtyard what do you say? <laughs> an old hag I, I think i can tell phil hasn't played D, but okay <laughs> but he uh, is hosting a star trek uh, podcast right now yeah, he is hi everybody welcome <laughs> to Star trek presents lower decks episode <laughs> seven much ado about boimler uh, i'm your host phil and as with me as always is david hi guys and Jeff, sorry, Jeff. Hey, oh, Jeff, I was expecting to go first. <laughs> See, now you know what I am. Oh, I feel when David goes first. I try to alternate between you two. I, don't, I know I do too. That's why I did it. I don't want to give anyone preferential treatment. I I hate you both equally. Yeah, basically. Like, you could see that I had chips in my mouth, and he called on me on purpose. Oh, you did? Actually, I didn't, because my camera's off to my thing's off to the side, and I'm looking straight ahead. Sorry, I just wanted. I had a him. full mouthful. I'm like, oh, guys, you're horrible. Well, here we are for one more episode of Lower Decks. Uh, much Ado About Boimler from 17th of September uh, this year. And we have three more left uh, before the end of this first season of Lower Decks. I'm going to be sad. So, I know. This has been so been good. It's, it's been fun. Yeah. This is another, well, it was a really good episode for me. What would you guys think? I enjoyed it. A lot of great references um, to, like, I think there's like a Jellicle reference. There's the, like. <laughs> yes. The mud lizard from Voyager reference. Oh, There's like a ton and of all shit. the the cage episodes where they have the guy in the the, the wheelchair <laughs> yes. thing going around a, with just like a pipe's little chair. Uh, and then I saw the like six goes, of them in this episode. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, great. There's a lot yeah, of good man. stuff. And just, yeah, and just and I, like, think, I think if ahead. I may ever if I ever get a dog, I'm gonna have to name it the dog just as a joke that nobody's gonna get but you guys. <laughs> name the dog the dog. the dog. Well, yeah, the dog. <laughs> she totally doesn't get it. <laughs> And this is just a good story again, too. I, 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 it's there is that character development. You're getting a bit more about, you know, Boimler, and I like having Boimler and Tendi go and do something. And then you've got Mariner, kind of coming to terms with like she is a good officer, but like she's just doesn't want any responsibilities. Like it, it's, it's just a good story too. 
Yeah, this has yeah. some really interesting stuff along that lines because with and that's that's kind of the general plot line of this whole episode. Uh, Mariner's trying to impress her best friend from the academy who's coming aboard as a visiting captain mm-hmm. uh, to take over while uh, Captain Freeman and a couple of the bridge staff go on a secret mission, a la a la uh, Riker or a la Worf and Picard and Crusher. Yeah, but like, their but their mission is so ridiculous. They're going to plant plants. I love it. And they're all dressed up in their black ninja suits. They're it's in this like black bodies. We could have to plant these at any moment. We could have to plant these. So planting funny. plants, really? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and that's what this whole thing. And then in the B plot, Boimler um, has to go to a special medical ship uh, after a transporter accident with Rutherford. Puts him just a little bit out of phase, so he has a nice blue glow to him. Mm-hmm. And, the sound. and that noise. That noise, yeah. Like, oh, you're you're just a millicockerin out of phase. It's just aesthetic. Don't worry, you're fine. <laughs> and what a great callback to the animated series with uh, yep. the type of alien. Yeah, uh, the captain of the special medical ship is a Dogian, just like Eric's was in uh, the animated series. Great. So that was uh, oh. awesome. Yeah, there's lots of really good references like that just yeah. another reason i'm pretty sure i skated right over the animated series i don't remember that at all <laughs> he's the main con person he's, he's the orange like three legs three arms yeah because they couldn't Seriously? get oh the dinosaur looking dude oh my god <laughs> oh 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 my okay. god here we go <laughs> just watching the light bulbs click <laughs> god, I-, I wish people could see the video of this <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow so, all right uh, my face so <laughs> i'm not gonna hit much plot in this because that's basically what it is you've got tindy she genetically engineers a dog which she calls the dog um it looks kind of like a uh a, a golden retriever Golden-led, but it, but it yeah. can like fully unhinge its jaws and fly around and also it was creepy. It was very. Yeah. It was very, um, very if you guys ever saw the the thing that Kurt Russell movie from the the thing where it like crawls around, goes up the wall and shit, like it was very creepy. Okay. I, I was like getting that. a definite Beetlejuice vibe, like especially with the guy with the mouth and the eyes coming out when the eyes drop through and like come out through wings and stuff. I was yeah. like, oh, this looks like a Beetlejuice creature. Yeah. Yeah. So that's so we've got the dog in one. We've got this whole thing with Mariner and her best friend from the Academy, uh, Captain Ramsey, who is coming over from the USS Oakland um, to temporarily take command along with a couple of her officers. So that means that her Mariner Starfleet class is already promoted to captain and she is still an ensign. Yeah. I mean, they've, I was, they've indicated that in previous episodes that she's held back for a specific reason. So, yeah, I, see, I was pretty good. Part of me was kind of thinking, though, like, OK, maybe they're all just like lieutenants or lieutenant commanders and she's just dragging ass or whatever. But no, they're promoting to captain now. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I was kind yeah. of like, whoa, OK. So uh, with hers, uh, some of her crew from the Oakland, um, there's a Rigelian, a Durgan and a Vulcan. Uh, mm-hmm. that come along with them. And this is only, I think, the second time we've actually seen Rigelians on the show. There was one Which that one appeared in that? an episode. He's got, like, the purple face with the paint on it. Or oh, the, like, like, dark spots? Yeah. Yeah, what's it from? Mm. Uh, so they've been referenced a few times, but the only other time we've seen them is in Enterprise. Like Rigel? Isn't there, like, a yeah. Rigel 
yeah, six or something. There's a bunch of Rigels. Yeah, they, there's, there's a few Rigels. Yeah, that's in the system. Yeah, Rigel V1. This is yeah, exactly. Uh, this is we, the only time. Me that, Ooh, that old school joke. Yeah, that's... old school joke. Throwing it back. <laughs> X11. <laughs> um, yeah, so we've got that plot line, and then we've got uh, Rutherford, who's working on a transporter enhancement to try and make the transporters faster, and he has two transporters set up in the cargo bay next to each other, and uh, he's like, "Oh, I can't find anybody to test this on," and and Boimler's like, "I'll go. Sure, why not." I can put that on my resume that I'm in my spare time. I, I help improve crew efficiency. Uh, so he like jumps half in a millisecond. Yeah. It's like 0.5 seconds or something. I thought stupid. it was half a second. Yeah. It was yeah. a decent amount of time for a transporter. So he beams over and everything goes fine. And he's like, Oh, cool, cool. Do it again. Beam me back. So he beams from one pod to the other. And as he rematerializes, he's got this horrible sound ghost. and yeah, a nice bluish purplish hue around him. And he's like, Oh, yeah, I've been having some problems with phase variants, and you're only off by a couple micro Cochrans. So don't worry, it's just aesthetic. You're going to be just fine. It's just aesthetic. It's just aesthetic. <laughs> so meanwhile, he's glowing and has this horrible noise coming out and ends up having to go to sick bay. And the doctor doesn't know what the hell to do with him. So finally, Rutherford comes in and touches him with an instrument, and it kills the sound off. So he's like, oh, yeah. OK, I'm good now. And they're like, no, 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 we have we have to get you out of here. We're, we've called Division 14. And he's like, are those the time travel people? <laughs> like that. Like there's so many different divisions. Yeah, I'm assuming like, no. that was is that referenced at some point as like a time travel division or something? Yeah, but it's it's got a special oh. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah. This, I assumed it's yeah. the wrong designation. I just. Yeah. The, the, like, uh, the temporal something, something, something. Yeah. Temporal mm. something. Yeah. But no, uh, this is, I think this is the first time that Division 14 Division 14 ever been. been. Yeah. Yeah. So she, she goes on to explain that it's a special branch of Starfleet that handles unsolvable diseases and kind of mysteries of science that, of all the weird shit that happens to people. Weird shit that, yeah. Basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they go so, to the farm. Yeah, so he gets farm. to go to the farm where he gets treated, like he'll get cared for, and ha- it's basically like rice on crack. Um, but they make it sound like it's like when your 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 goldfish dies or or your dog oh, yeah. dies. Like, oh, he went to a farm upstate. He went to the farm upstate. Exactly. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, and it's great when they when they transfer him over to that ship. There's so many. There's like the people in the in the pike wheelchairs. There's mm-hmm. there's one dude. There's a great reference in here. There's one guy, the leader of I don't know what we call them, the freaks, because that's what they're okay. Yeah, they're like half man, um, half boy. Yeah, the leader. That's yeah. He's got accelerated growth on half of his face, and then reverse aging on the other half. Uh-huh. So he goes, "I'm only half a rascal," which is a reference to the <laughs> TNG episode Rascals, where there's a transporter yeah. accident and they all become kids. Yeah. Uh, but then that's that's like two that's a TOS. I mean, there's the TOS episode where they age really quickly, and then there yeah. was the animated episode where they become kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah but when he says, half. "I'm only half a rascal." I'm like, well, and there's even a guy who's just a head. He looks like one of the Easter Island heads, almost just yeah. like rolling yeah. around or whatever. Giant like, they've got all kinds of stuff. And then, like, yeah, there's when, I call them the salamanders from Voyager when Paris and Janeway the, the warp ten yeah. ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when that they cross the warp ten threshold. The second they showed that, I just because it's such it's such a terrible episode, and it's always this kind of this like in joke with like Star Trek people, but the fact that they showed it and the, like that it's a thing is just hilarious. Yeah. 
So they, they load him on the ship as well as Tendi and the dog. Um, and they go through a whole series of events where it's basically a transport ship that must, it must stop all over the galaxy before it goes to the farm. Um, so all of the, the people that are on board and have been traveling around are about ready to revolt. And so this kind of mm-hmm. goes through They're like, all this that. is the farm. We've been on here for months. There is no Forever. farm. There's, There's no thing. farm. Which is funny. Cause I was thinking that the moment they got on there, I was like, that's the farm. Watch it. Mm-hmm. They're about yeah. to buy the farm. <laughs> Yeah, so while they're doing that, you've got the Cerritos is en route to the planet Quopa to uh, to do repairs on their water filtration system. It's um, a from, bog planet. Those are the worst. Those are horrible. <laughs> Dagobah. Uh, it's like Dagobah that crossed my mind. <laughs> Dagobah. Dagobah. Yeah. And then once completed, we will rendezvous with the USS Rubido, which is another California-class ship. So you've got the Oakland and the Rubido, which is a small Rubido town. Is a city in California? It? Yeah, so it's a really small town yeah. that's actually, funny enough, it's next to Hemet. Um, yeah, it's east, yeah. Yeah, you're, uh, as you're going between, like, L.A. and Palm Springs, there's a town, a little town called Hemet, and right next to that is Rubido. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. you know, I was wearing, because I, I, I joined that um, Lower Decks t-shirt club, and then mm-hmm. I, and that, that first one, it says, like, you know, the, the first shirt says USS uh, Cerritos, like, general uh, shirt or whatever it says. And I was wearing it, and this guy comes up to me and goes, oh, are you from Cerritos? And I go, no, 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 it's a Star Trek shirt. And he goes, okay. And he just kind of walked away. Like, but that was it. Uh, So, yeah. Uh, The Rubido uh, is really cool. It has the red stripe around the nacelles and on top of the saucer. So it's uh, like a command-type ship. So it does, yeah, like first contacts and stuff like that. Um, which I thought was really cool. So now we've seen all three kinds. We've seen the blue stripe, the yellow stripe, and the red stripe uh, on these different California-class ships, That's which cool. I like that they're kind of using the same ships over and over, like that. So you the see, like, design. oh, yeah, these are these are the guys that go out and actually do the work after all the big boys have come by. Yeah. Um, so that's really cool. Um, we get some stuff with the relationship with Beckett and her friend. And Beckett's kind of, uh, kind of sandbagging here. She's acting like a ditz, like she doesn't know what's going on and and just totally pretending to be a slacker. Um, so it it's it's uh, I I don't know. I'm having I'm having a lot of mixed feelings <laughs> about just about just about her cuz she's portrayed as like a younger person, but to have captains already coming, I I don't know. That well, part's really I mean, if you think about it, I think Kirk became captain at like 28 or 29, 30. So I mean, yeah, and, that, and they treated that like it was unprecedented. Yeah. yeah it might have been at the time. Yeah, yeah, but I think Picard even became a captain in, 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 like by 30. Well, because you remember, I mean, by this time, because Mariners made some comments like where she said like, oh, uh, there, there was the episode with, with where they meet up with the Klingon and she said something like, oh, back in the day, I used to do this. And he's like, well, back in what day? You know, we're the same age. Yeah. I like think there's going to be something that comes along that indicates she's older than you think. Yeah. Well, yeah, and she's, I, she's be. been d- demoted a few times at least. Yeah. Because she, she wants to be a lower deck. She just wants to hang out and be a career, like, not in charge, no responsibility. Yeah, it kind of indicates that she's been there and been back. I mean, it, we've seen it in the course of the episode. She got promoted and then demoted one more time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, she hated it. Yeah. Um. So uh, we've got they get done with the repairs on the water filtration system. 
the Cerritos goes to warp and they find the Rubidoux is adrift. So all the power is offline and they're trying to figure out what's going up, uh, what's going on. And they, and Ramsey says, Oh, well they're probably holed up somewhere in a safe room waiting for rescue. Cause that's what they do. They don't, <laughs> it sounds like they just kind of <laughs> cower in the corner. I was like, Oh damn, that's messed up. Um, so they put on their EV suits. I know. Yeah. Uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna call it right now though. I think that what's her face and her mom are gonna end up being some kind of like immortals of some kind, and they've been around for a long time. And her mom's the captain, and she's being a lower deck on purpose. I think that's gonna come. I don't know if it's gonna be this season or not, but yeah. I'm calling it now. It's on recording. Maybe. The secret will the secret will come out. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So they're going around the Rubido. They're trying to figure out what's going on with the crew and looking around and stuff. And they finally go into a cargo bay and they see the crews all cowering behind the cargo. And of course, the anti the gravity is off. So everybody's kind of floating in midair. And they're the captain, uh, Dayton, they find. And she's like, that thing is still out there. And they're like, what? <laughs> the thing, and, the thing is still out there. <laughs> yeah. She's like, that thing is still out. And she's like, the only thing out there is the Cerritos. And the captain's trying to tell her that, no, they're inside of whatever the thing is. See, I thought she said, we're inside of it. And I was like, oh, they're like, it's going to be like one of those space worms from Star Wars that the Millennium Falcon flew into or something. And yeah. then, no, it was inside the ship somewhere. I'm like, oh. Yeah, exactly. So they shut down the power because the the entity or whatever you want to call it feeds on electricity. Um, so... Th- Meanwhile, while all this is going on, while they're searching, Durga is up on the bridge or down in engineering, I guess, trying to restore power to the ship. And, of course, once they realize what's going on, they're trying to signal her to not restore the power. And the Mm -hmm. transmission, of course, communicators never work when you need them to work. Nope. Uh, So all the power to the ship comes back on. The gravity kicks in. Everybody drops to the floor. Um, And then all of a sudden the bulkheads start to tear apart and this thing starts to go through the ship. Um, did anybody else think that this entity looked a hell of a lot like the one from Farpoint? It did. It had like the tentacles and everything. Yeah. The mm-hmm. tentacles and and all that crap and the shape and everything like that round saucery shape with the, well, don't get me wrong. It, it did. It also reminded me of a very common D and D creature that's been around since the first edition called a flump. Which is basically just this like floating jellyfish thing in the air with tentacles that floats around and like is kind of just kind of known. Space so thing. It had a double yeah. meaning to me. Yeah. No, I think it's definitely supposed to reference whatever it is in because it I mean because it, it kind of was the ship but then it became its own thing, which is what in Farpoint it can kind of create its own thing. It can like create stuff. Yeah. So I think it was definitely a Farpoint reference. Yeah, I, that's what I'm thinking too. So the, the as the ship is getting. <laughs> Wait, so is Lower the, Dex isn't the, referencing D&D? Why would they do that? I know. Why would they do that? I don't know. Um, so th- they're freaking out. They can't get a transmission out. They're trying to get an emergency beam out. Um, Captain Dayton is just like losing her mind. And finally, Mariner walks over just a straight right hand across her and just knocks her out cold. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> Kabam. And just, lay, just lays her out and then just like pick her up let's go we've got to go we've got to get back to the bridge because we can get a signal from there uh, back to the cerritos so they're they get back up to the bridge and they're fumbling around and finally boimler or boimler uh, mariner calls to rutherford and he's like 
get on your new transporter and get us the hell out of here. Well, and isn't and, that when her friend is like, where the hell did this person come from? Like, you've been a yeah, exactly. tracking pansy yeah. all day. Like, where Mariner's did this come been, from? Like, taking a dive. Yeah. And she calls yeah, her it turns on out it. She was taking a dive. And yeah. I so thought that was like, hilarious. Hey, what the hell? Yeah. So, of course, they, uh, Rutherford gets to the transporter. They get everybody off. And of course, when they materialize on the pad, Everybody's just Nying, and has this <laughs> yeah, and has the glow to them, and, and they're it's like, "It's only superficial. Don't, it's don't only worry, superficial. It's just aesthetic. You're fine. It's aesthetic." Yeah, <laughs> and they all like, "Yay!" Yeah, which I would too. So, I'm like, "I'm alive. I don't care if I hum for a while or whatever." <laughs> yeah, so it it cuts back to the other ship that Boimler and Tendi are on, and is uh, while the whole uprising is happening. uh Boimler goes and, and tattles on him to the captain of that ship. He does. Uh, don't tell him I tattle. Don't tell him I tattle. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, he calls him on it while he's confronting these guys. And then he walks out and leaves Boimler trapped in the cargo bay with everybody. Yeah, he's and like, Boimler, get, this guy right here. Did it, this yeah, guy. <laughs> he totally ratted him out. So they're all getting ready to airlock Boimler. And they get him in there and they're like, you have any final word? And just giving him shit. And they hit the button to to blast the airlock out and it just kind of flops open and he just flops onto the ground and he's like why isn't the air being forced from my lungs and it turns <laughs> out they'd landed at the farm the farm, uh, the farm yeah, every nice time place. in any in any in any sci-fi thing now that i see with them blowing out an airlock i'm gonna be like do you guys see that really old movie called aliens <laughs> just from the the end game yeah because it's a great reference yeah, and as he flops out, the uh, the phasing wears off, so he's back to normal. And so uh, Tendi says goodbye to the dog, and uh, it's it's funny because the dog starts talking, and she's like, "Oh, yeah. I'm gonna like it. I'm gonna like it on the farm. There's a lot of room to run around and plenty of things to urinate on." That's <laughs> <laughs> great. It's, so Tendi's like, "Okay, well, as long as you're happy." And the dog flies away, and bidding, I'm like, "Okay." Um, yeah, it's like, well, and he's like, Tendi, you know Tendi of course, really... being Orion, doesn't realize what dogs are supposed to do and not supposed to do from like Earth dogs. Yeah. And she's like, What you mean? You mean they're not supposed to climb up the walls and walk and talk and do any of the stuff? And she's like, mm-hmm. Really? No, so that's not fun. She's like, Okay, I guess our dog is my dog is a freak. And she says, Oh, it's okay, you're a good girl, don't worry. Um, doesn't so the dog turn around and go, of, I know. I know. She's yeah. like, you are a freak. And she goes, I know. I know. I'm still good. Like, <laughs> so they they get tossed back in a shuttle and head back to the Cerritos. Um, <clears throat> and then we've got the Rubidoux crew that's all out of phase. And uh, that's basically it. I and mean, we've got a one last scene with Mariner and Ramsey and they're like, Hey, that was great. The, the offer, the offer is always up for grabs. This is what makes Starfleet so great. Blah, blah, blah. And, uh, that's it. The crew comes, the bridge crew that was gone comes back on. We see commander ransom in that last scene. He tries <laughs> flirting with Ramsey and tries to buy her a drink. Ramsey straight grabs him, does a full arm bar, just flips him right over a table and breaks a table. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. Uh, Wham! Yeah, it's and, so weird. I like. I know it's Jerry O'Connell, but I just can't put the voice to the face. Like he just because I'm used to him being in like sliders and yet. other stuff. It just yeah. it, it can't match in my head. 
<laughs> I haven't tried to. <laughs> Not yet. Yeah. So that was pretty much the episode there. We had some really good references between their costuming uh, for the bridge crew that, and their stupid mission of going to plant plants. <laughs> uh, we have these seeds. We must plant them. Um, yeah, the entity. Uh, the Osler. Did you guys see when it came out of like that cloud as they were getting ready to transfer Boimler and Tendi over to it? And it had an NX registration. So that means it's like an experimental ship. Uh, yeah. I thought that was I kind of interesting. That. Yeah. I mean, I guess yeah. I noticed that, but I didn't know that's what it meant. Well, it's like yeah. the NX Enterprise from, from Enterprise. Yeah, the NX-01, yeah. I haven't watched any of Enterprise. Oh, good. Right. That'll be fun in like three years when we get to it. Shocker. Once we get past DS9 and Voyager, I am in complete blackout zone. I haven't watched any of it. Let's nice. just Enterprise after that awesome. and Discovery. Well, even Discovery. I haven't watched any of it. Okay. Yeah, that'll be good. So, yeah, that's this episode. I am looking forward to the next one. And I'm really sad we only have a couple more to go. I know. But then after that, Discovery starts. I know. But the, yeah. the, so Lower Decks is, I think it's a really good show. It's it's good, solid stories. It's good sci-fi. It's got weird, crazy humor, which is hilarious. Like I like when Tendy's like, sometimes when I say I'm going to the bathroom, I'm, I'm really re- re- recoding DNA. Reprogramming DNA. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's just like I'm just imagining her sitting on the toilet, like, recoding. Doing stuff on one of those pads. I'm like, oh. And I've always been faster and six percent smarter. I've always been a fan of that kind of like quick witted humor, not like blatant sitcom kind of stuff, but like just like the really like you know you say a line and if you get it, you get it, but if not, you're just kind of like what? Like I, I just or love you that think back to it later writing. and you're like, wait a minute, <laughs> that was hilarious. Well, like when at the beginning when they're like, oh, we're gonna get a new crew, and she's like, oh, is it gonna be like a Jellico thing? And you're just like, what? What they said, Jellico? Yeah. Like the Jellico uh, reference was it's great. Funny, yeah. What's that a reference to? A TNG episode. Yeah, so it, in the TNG episode where they're doing the same thing, the bridge crew, Crusher, Picard, and uh, Worf, they go on a secret mission and they're dressed in the black ninja suits just like these guys are, except uh, their mission is actually real. Uh, <laughs> but they have a captain come aboard to take command from Picard, and his name's Captain Jellico, and he's basically like just an overreaching babysitter. Uh, so that's gotcha. why they're like, oh, we need a babysitter like Jellico. Uh. So, yeah, that was but it's okay. I, cool. I have a really good reference, but it, it, and it, yeah, and it was one of those references. If you didn't get it, it didn't really matter. But well, if you did, yeah, it, it was it was a good chuckle. Oh, no. And don't get me wrong. Like, that's one of the things I've liked about Lower Decks is it's a total fan service show. And at the same time, not because they throw out all the stuff for the fans. But there's enough meat there. There's enough interesting stuff to watch it. If you don't get all those references, you're like, I get that it's referencing something. But meh, and we move on. And those of you guys that are OG Star Trek people are like, oh, my God, I know this and that and that and that and that and like this. Which is how a yeah. lot of the, the newer Star Wars shows have been for me, too. Rebels has a lot of that where they reference stuff. I'm like, I get that and that and that from this and this and this. <laughs> but you don't have to get any of that to enjoy it. Yeah. So it's pretty yeah, and I don't And I, don't, I still don't understand the argument. Oh, Lower Decks isn't Star Trek. It's crap. Blah, blah, blah. What's it? It's not. Do I'm like, really? If it's got Star we're Trek still, in the name, it's Star this? Trek. Yeah. I'm like, we're not yeah. doing this. Well, and even that, it's, it's still it's it still holds up to pretty much all the ideals that ever that Trekkies want in their shows. It's just yeah. animated and it's funny. Like yeah. <laughs> just because That's it's it. got humor doesn't mm-hmm. mean it doesn't. They still hold up to that ideal of this is what Starfleet is supposed to be. But yeah, you're gonna have some people down in like the the cleaning out the holodeck. They're gonna be like, "Oh, this is nasty." Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> exactly. Well, all that nature, it's like, human uh, nature, even if like, we've overcome some parts of it. 
when when people complain about you know them doing comedy, I'm like, there's literally a two hour movie about them saving whales. Like, yeah. if, if that's not comedy, yeah. but also the oh, Starfleet, like, it's a we fertile have to save, ground. For it. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> but they're also saving the environment. I'm like, that's prime example right there. Yeah. Well, and that just it is like all the ripeness of stuff that they can pull from to reference, just from the TOS stuff that we've watched so far. I'm like, it's perfect. And that's, oh, yeah. I think they need that kind of thing now to like pull all this stuff out and remind people of all that old stuff. Because again, for Star Trek, if you watch this for the first time, you might be like, oh, what is all this stuff? And go watch those old episodes. Oh, yeah. And then kind of the reverse that I'm getting. Like, if you watch this one and then go back and watch the cage, you're like, ah, the dude and like the chair <laughs> thing with the triangle and the weird face. <laughs> I get it. So, mm-hmm. makes Absolutely. Sense. There's something there for everybody. Absolutely. So. Ah, I think they've done a great job balancing it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's been really good. It's been a good show. So with that, we will see everybody next week for another episode of Lower Decks. Uh, David, do you want to say goodbye for us? Absolutely. Yeah, check us out at nerdtrekpodcast.com. You can get some links to all of our social medias. You can check out our new Meet the Nerds section. I guess it's not as new, but it's been like 10 episodes, so I'm still going to call it new. Um, <laughs> you can see you. all of our smiling faces in the best pictures we could possibly find. And if you go to where pods are casted, you can give us a five-star rating and review, and we'll read it out on the air, uh, even if it's uh, funny or <laughs> maybe not so complimentary. But <laughs> we just want to hear from you guys, honestly, at this point, and let us know how we're doing. All right. So thanks so much, everybody, for joining us, and we will see you all for episode eight. Bye. Yeah. Fire shit at Cafe Press. Yeah. <laughs>